again, I think we're live. Welcome to Money Lab Live, the show that brings you the best content on the internet, all about making money online. Today, it's about email marketing. Let's talk about online business. That's what we do here. Uh, if you have any questions, please start asking them in the chat. Uh, welcome to the show. I have a special guest on today. His name is Miles Beckler. Miles Beckler, welcome to the show. Thanks the crowd goes me, wild. Happy to be here. The crowd went wild. The crowd of one over here in front of my fireplace. I love that you're sitting in front of a fireplace. I know. There's I switched hats, my desk around. Fireplaces. We're on to something. Mine doesn't work, but <laughs> I tried it the other yeah. day. It's a pellet stove. I put pellets in it and uh, hit the button. Nothing. No. Ding, ding. <laughs> Probably going to like fry a bunch of mice in the pipes when I do. Oh. That's what I think is going to happen. Hashtag rural life. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. By the way, um, not that this is a question for you, but uh, I need a new fidget device under my okay. desk because I'm constantly making like what sounds like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, dude, busting ass nonstop yeah. over there. And like, you got to watch your diet. Maybe you have a little psyllium husk fiber in that I diet. I eat way too much chili. That's my problem. Oh, it's never a problem. I had chili um, for lunch. Why if he has a chili recipe? So, um, fidget spinner. What kind of fidget spinner do you need? Um, I don't, I just need something that's not loud. And I just you ever heard of a worry stone. Like, so it's a, a crystal that's cut in a way that's got a little dish in it and it's designed for you to kind of like rub your thumb into it. Um, hmm. so it's called a worry stone and it would be silent. But can I shuffle it? No, no, I need I, silent like, playing cards. <laughs> the one handed cut just over and over. Yeah. One yeah, yeah. Cut. You'll get there. You'll get there. Um, welcome to 2021. I, I it's not that I brought you here. The world brought us here, but I, I watched your live stream recently and you talked about email marketing is your focus for 2021. And yeah. I'm, I'm kind of jumping into it because I don't, I don't know. I actually, my mom called me while I was watching it. So I had to like bounce and I, I think I missed the entire reason for why you chose email marketing as like the thing that you're going to focus on in 2021. Yeah, it's because I saw you whining about it on Twitter and I was no, like, no, oh, here's my chance to one up Matt Giovanesci. No, it's not. Um, so two reasons. Uh, number one, first, every year I like to think about like, what is the most important skill for me to um, either like really step into being like a new skill mm -hmm. or if it's in the sense of what's that skill that I should really improve upon? Um, and then I go all in on one thing for the year. So that's the greater philosophy. And before it was YouTube videos, right? There was a point in time when I hadn't made a YouTube video before. And I was like, I am just all in on YouTube videos. That's just what I'm dominating this year. Yeah. Uh, but now that's, that's done. So at this point, why email is I did some looking back through my data, which I highly recommend everyone does. And it turns out most of the income that we're earning comes directly connected to emails, whether it's selling our own products, whether it's selling physical products, uh, digital products, or affiliate products. Um, literally I can just look back and there is, so like my income on my shopping carts and my yeah. affiliate looks like a heartbeat. And if I go overlay that same map day by day with, with my email broadcast schedule, yeah. it's literally one in one. So it's kind of like one of my goals is how do I continue to generate the lifestyle I'm at and maybe mm -hmm. get a little more of my free time back. Um, and I think email marketing is the thing that, that will bridge that. When you, when you say broadcast, you're using, what are you using again for email marketing? Are you using active campaign? You are using, all right. So same as me. So yep. 
you are, and this is for, um, is this for Ask Angels or is this for, and I can say that, right? Yep. You did. Well, you just okay. did. So, okay. Sorry. Um, Wifey's brand is, is the other, um, that's what you're talking about. Because you're not talking about your milesbeckler.com, right? No, Miles Beckler. Yeah, no. Oh, I was specifically talking about me for me. So I don't write my wife's emails. So she's in control of what she does with her time and her way. Uh-huh. And I, I know that, that I allow her to follow her inspiration. So I don't like, come on, babe, time to write an email today. Like that's a really dangerous, uh, proposition of an approach to take to life. Um, so I am specifically talking about the Miles Beckler brand. Um, I've got a little Facebook ads course that I put together. So there's an email list around there okay. and it's just a greater philosophy, but I'm going to be broadcasting a lot from the Miles Beckler brand. And I've already sent, I think four emails, uh, five, four or five emails this year already. And it's like, how do I really help people? Uh, so if I can help more people accomplish more next year, if I can help my most engaged people really level up their business in the next year, they're going to, they're going to love me even more. They're going to know, like, and trust me even more. And that relationship, that value of the relationship will go places, right? I don't have a very clear, like if I do this and then I'll get X amount of dollars on, it's not mathematical. I don't look at this as like a logical A plus B times C equals D type scenario. It's like, how do I give the most value to my most ambitious, my most engaged people? And I think that that inner circle, if you will, that, that's my email list. So I'm going to email more and I'm going to be as helpful as I humanly can be. And I'm going to become, it's going to get easier. Like the whole process of writing an email is going to become less foreign, less abstract, and it's become more grounded. And it'll be something by the end of the year, I'll be able to wake up, bang out an email, send it out to my list and mm. just like be done with work for the day at that when point. You, when you say that you're um, sending out broadcasts, are you like actually doing that? Are you are you manually going in and sending out these broadcasts to yeah. your list like in real time the way that, because that's exactly what I do at Money Lab. I have no automations. I have one automation. I, I shouldn't say that. I have an intro automations, like a five day, here's everything to know about Money Lab. You signed up. I don't know where you came from or, or why you came from it or I don't care where I came from it. But like the idea that you, where are you from? Where are you from? I don't care. Uh, no, it's it's like I don't. I just have this like automation where I basically just tell people these are my philosophies. This is what I believe in. In case you didn't, you know, garner that from the website itself, uh, and then from there, then you just get my broadcasts, which are just whenever I decide. I actually have no date. I don't schedule them. I just I'll sometimes write them at like ten, and I'm like mm, fuck it. I'll just like hit the button and just make it go live because it's an email. Um, yep. and it is truly when I'm writing it. So are you, is your plan to just continue to do broadcast emails and then take the ones that are winning and then automate those, or are you just going to live? That would be smart. So uh, did you, so yeah. did you, I, on your live stream, I had a comment where I was like, uh, it, it was, um, Alex Hillman. I, I think it's his last name. I, I don't know if I'm right about that, but, uh, so he has this thing where, uh, him and Amy Hoy has a, have a business called Stacking the Bricks, and they have this one product. And I was just listening to a podcast about it. And the one product, what they, what he did was for four years, Amy had written all of these emails out, and they took the ones that worked, that were like the the bangers, if you will, and then he took them all and put them into an automation that was like the greatest hits, the way he the way he described it. And I was like. That's awesome. If if I would have, I would definitely do that. If my emails, if my broadcast that I wrote were less time sensitive. Yep. 
And so there's two philosophies in email marketing. I think I have friends who have automated up to a two year follow-up sequence and I've told them to their face, like that's a terrible idea and it works really well for them. Um, and they love the freedom that it gives them. But I think you have the ability to, uh, have some oops moments, right? So we just went through like, look at 2020, right? Lockdowns, the Black Lives Matter. Like there's so many mm -hmm. um, uh, like rough edges to the year. I don't even know how to say it. Like people have exposed wounds and people are ready. And like, you might accidentally have something queued up in an automation and you don't even realize it's going to be, it's going to come off terribly, but it, and it just goes automatically. So I love yeah. flowing with the world, flowing with sure. what's going on right now. And that is that broadcast. Like every broadcast I send, I pretty much write it minutes before I click the send button. Now I have my virtual assistant, she goes through and every month she goes back and pulls the subject line and the open rate and the click through rate. And she puts it into a spreadsheet for me. And it's this one long spreadsheet. It's, you know, I've, I've sent out 600 emails in about three years. So it's, it's all of them. So I can Whoa. sort my open rate. I can search for, um, Word. So today's subject line is literally a subject line that I used two and a half years ago. And I just searched for the word today because I wanted to promote this call together. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, what's a great subject line that proved to get open? So I'm using it a little bit in that sense of like, I'm creating this database of content that I could repurpose in other ways, but I'm not doing it with a specific plan of what to do with them. I'm really focusing on honing the skill, becoming a better email marketer. Eventually it could become a sub stack where people pay me to just be on my email list. I think that's kind of a fun idea of that's like, man, why am I paying yeah. to have everybody on my list? Like, I'm so good at this. Y'all should be paying me 10 bucks a month just to hear what I'm saying. Like no lead magnet type thing. And that's one of my yeah. zig when everybody zags ideas. I don't know if I'll go there, but it's, I don't know where it would go. Um, and so for the, so people opt in and then they go through some sort of a follow-up and then I put a broadcast tag on. So every day I load up my email, I choose the segment that's associated with the broadcast tag and I keep making my follow-up sequences smaller and smaller. And the most recent email opt-in page and opt-in I made was literally get my emails, enter your email address. And then it's one email that says confirmed, you'll start getting my emails tomorrow. Like there's like not even anything, up, but like, so the philosophy again is my emails are the value, like lead magnet and PDF and a free fit. I don't know. I'm just like, dude, well, I'm you, really I mean, you know, hard. my I'm really good at what I do. I mean, yeah. If you go on you money lab, you look at my opt-in, it's like, I'm not giving I'm you a shitty you. checklist. Yeah. It literally like yeah. it, it's, and I can do that because we're in this industry. I think like people who watch the show and people who subscribe to money lab and even your site, it's very like, they know you know, they're not going to be, they're not going to be tricked by an automation. In fact, I did an automation and I referenced that this is an automation. I'm like, yep. thanks to active Smart. campaign. I'm able to automatically send this email as soon as you subscribe, blah, blah, blah. And you mentioned something that I was curious about and I recently just changed and it just like tingled in my ear. You said confirm. Confirm. Yeah. Meaning you get people to double opt in. I think on this one, I do actually force them double opt-in. We have some trickery running in our active campaigns that essentially looks at their actions and runs weird sub-segments if they never take specific actions. So I've got an active campaign guy. I don't know if you're doing all that work yourself. Um, I am, he's 750 yeah. bucks a month and he comes up, me and he and I come up with all these cool 
automations, way to really leverage the power of active campaign. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I'll draw out like a map, like, okay, Dave, I want it to do this. After this happens, then we'll split them. And if they took that action, do this. If they didn't do that, here's the emails. And he sets it all up. So I just send him like Word docs and emails and Loom videos. And he he integrates it all for me. Well, my, I mean, my 2021 goal is to like not, one, I'm not trying to hire anybody this year, but also I don't want to overcomplicate the, the, the system. Stuff. Yeah. And I do like the idea of like sending out a broadcast. In fact, I think that's kind of what we're doing at Swim University where we do have a month or a year long automation because I want to talk about that too. But it's more like let's let's spend a year or two sending out emails in real time and seeing what works. And yeah. then like like Alex did, like take those that. take those greatest hits and turn it into an automation. But you, we're still going to, you know, every time we create a new video on YouTube, which is you know, happening in real time, we send out an email because we want the boost for, for that YouTube video. And so, and do you, oh, no, do you wrap your automation emails in do not disturb tags? Do you know the do not disturb tag inside of um, active campaign? No. So check this. All right, let okay. me, let me jump onto this. And so for the, the listeners watching, this is super valuable stuff because what you don't want to do is step on your own toes. Let's say your automation fires out an email at Wednesday morning at nine 35. And then you're like, yeah, YouTube video here, get that at nine 42. And they're like, dude, this guy just sent me two emails at once. Like, what is the deal? Unsubscribe. You don't want that to happen. So you can put do not disturb tags around. So um, add do not disturb and then remove do not disturb tags before and after uh, each of those emails that sends in the automated follow up sequence. And then in your segment, you say exclude those who have the do not disturb tags. So if you're sending one email per week for a day or for like 12 hours on either side of that, they'll have do not disturb on. Oh, where's my hands? There we go. They'll have yep. do not disturb on. And that way you're never going to step on their toes. So they'll either get one or the other type scenario. And it's these kinds of things you can do. This is what makes active campaign powerful. the best in the game. Yeah. Powerful, like super powerful, like literally confusion soft level of power in a simpler <laughs> um, thing. And so that's what we've been doing now is, is sometimes people on my wife's brand so I use a lot of these kinds of features on my wife's brand. They could be going through two or three separate automations at the same time. And based on what their most recent action is, the system's going to decide what the next best email is, what e automation to keep running. And then when that automation's done, it goes to the next kind of automation. And then eventually it'll get them back over to the broadcast segment at some point in time, considering, like, con not considering, continuing to help them get more of what they're interested in. So let's say you have an email that, that goes out about hot tub this and pool that and they click on hot tub. Well, you now know based on an action that they probably have a hot tub because there was a hot tub and a pool link inside of there. So then you could have a micro follow up that happens every mm -hmm. time somebody clicked on the hot tub. It's like, by the way, did you get the free hot tub or did you get the hot tub course? Because it's super cheap. And it, it like every time they click on a hot tub link, you could re-promote your hot tub course. Right. And if they bought the hot tub course, it could remove them from that. So you don't keep promoting something that they already bought. And that probably was a little difficult to explain or a little confusing for people. Um, but this is the idea of marketing automation. And I want to put a warning here. And I think what you're doing is really smart is starting simple. Mm -hmm. Most people abuse automations and they oh, yeah. try to automate things that aren't proven. And they'll spend weeks running these automations and then they deploy it. And it sucks because yeah. nobody wanted it and it doesn't work right. So really do the manual work, grab the shovel, let's shovel the pile of manure, let's right. get where we need to get, and then hindsight, look back, what really crushed it, what really worked. I just reuse that stuff in my future broadcast right now because I think the habit of sitting down with a cup of coffee and 
delivering value to my audience every day to force myself to, to, to come up with something. It keeps yeah. me, I read more, I look for these things and it, it just, I think it makes me a better person and it makes me a better marketer over time by living in that now moment. Um, and who knows, maybe in a year or two, I'll be like, okay, I'm done with this. I'll automate everything. And, and there would be my stockpile of content I could pull from. Yeah. I have to play this because it just makes the most sense and it's going to take a second. Ah, beautiful. I learned something. I, lo I, I love it. What did you learn? What, what did we learn today, man? We learned about do not disturb tags. Totally. You Super know? helpful, right? It, it allows you to blaze forward in multiple yeah. directions without that little thought of like, man, am I going to piss anybody off? And yeah. Is somebody going to get three emails today? And like, that was the, that was a concern of mine, to be honest. But I, yeah. I, my automations are set up currently where, you know, it only goes out on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. So I know not to send it then. Um, I think I may remove that, though, because it's like, who what if, what if Tuesday at 10 a.m. is not the right time for everybody? And that's just the time that well, I picked. There's ways in Active Campaign literally to have it send out when they open the last email type stuff. And oh, you wow. can actually, it can like automate and adjust itself. And, and this is way beyond my scope of owner, but it's that kind of stuff that makes Active Campaign what it is. You need a list of 10,000 people. You need to have yeah. 500, 1,000 people a month coming through your list for any of these kind of like bigger scale data points to work. So, one example, I just added this other sub automation. Um, it reintroduces them to my OTO one email like, Hey, by the way, if you like the free thing, this thing's still on special for another day. It generated like an extra 18 or 20 sales last month. Right. And like the average order value is like 50 bucks. And just this one little idea I had, I put it in place and boom, now it's going to generate 500, $800 or more per month, every month. Cool. Mm -hmm. Now I go get more leads and I'm making my Facebook ads are that much more profitable now. Sweet. Right. And it's, it's these little things that we can keep tacking on and tacking on and, and it all adds up. Well, when you say um, that, remember that you were talking about the spikes, right? Yep. Heartbeat. That heartbeat came from every time that you sent out an email, a broadcast email, when you sent it out. Do you have a date when you send that? Out? Do you have like a day that's like your day or no, just whenever? Not okay. Every day. Uh, I'm closer to every day than once, you know, like just whenever I feel like it. And then I need to subscribe to this, by the way, because I think I would learn a lot from it. I don't think I'm subscribed because I clearly don't know. I don't know this. Milebeckler.com slash emails would be the um, fast and easy way to get there. And, uh, you heard that. Drop that on. You heard Please. that. Everyone might have heard that. Yeah. So what are you doing in those emails? Are you hard selling something or are no. you soft selling or are you not selling at all? Um. I'm playing, I'm fiddling, I'm testing, I'm learning. So, and that was, so you, you put up a tweet recently that was um, like, I don't get this email marketing thing. It's freaking me out. Like I hate selling. Yeah. Like, oh God, I don't sell every once in a while, like the last chance. Okay. Last day type stuff. That's, that's the one time I'm really going to probably make a really clear call to action because looking at my data sets, like the last chance is when I make all the money anyway. So don't right. waste everybody's time and don't waste my, my, um, value, my relationship on go get it, go get it, go get it. When I know everyone's going to wait till the last day anyways. So today's email, for example, right? So I'm on this live video with you. Mm -hmm. Um, there is an affiliate promotion going on that I'm a part of. It ends the discount is off tomorrow. And then um, I did my live Monday. So I had these three things and it's like, oh, that's a lot to cover. So yeah. the subject line, I look back, I looked today and it was uh, today's free training starts soon. 
had great, I saw it had 28% open rate last time I did, which for me is really, really good. Uh, 20% is my um, below 20%. I was like, ah, that didn't really work. And above 20%, I'm like, ah, that kind of works. So uh, open rate, you mean? Open rate, correct. Okay. So that's yeah. all subject line, right? Your open rate is the subject line. right? So then I pulled that subject line and I was like, the first line, I need to pay off the check I just wrote. Your subject line is a promise. Your subject line is, is a check and you have to pay that check off quickly. Um, so I said, your free training starts soon. So I had to address that right away. I couldn't get into pitching this other product that ends tomorrow when the subject line was about this thing over here. Right. So I said, hey, my friend Matt Giovaneschi at Money Lab and I are gonna be going live today and I'll share all of that information with you in a second. But first, I want to make sure you know that this training that's on discount till tomorrow goes away tomorrow type thing. And so then at the end of that, now here's all the information for Matt and my call. Right. P.S. If you didn't hear my earlier uh, live broadcast, it's on my podcast feed so you can listen to it super easy. Here's how you find my podcast feed. So right. I was able to kind of like in this one, I did like it's I wouldn't call it a bait and switch because I delivered on the promise. But I made a promise and then I snuck in, by the way, this thing's going away tomorrow. So if someone sell. doesn't open a soft sell for sure. Yep. So if someone doesn't open that email, they don't know there's an affiliate plug in it. And I'm not using any of my offer value, my jab, you know, it's not a hook in, in the jab, 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 right hook. So it, it, it kind of worked. And that, that was, I don't know, I thought it was clever and that's, I've never done that, that I can remember. And it was just like, oh, I'll try that today. And, you know, in a week or two, I'll look back and how did that do? What was my open rate? What was my click-through rate? Um, and then, you know, multiply that by four emails a week or more for the next year, which would be about 200 emails over the course of the next year. Bingo. I have a very large data set. I can see what worked, what didn't work, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, and so, yeah, I like, I owe, go overboard on teaching. I do give a lot of value. One of my goals with my content game, you said something, I think it was really clever that like your websites are books and like, so mm -hmm. the, the corresponding blog posts are like chapters. So I've been working on what content can I create? That's like, that I can email back to over and over this right. evergreen, right? Right. Like videos and blog posts that it's like once a month, I'm going to be telling you like, Hey, keyword research, bingo. I have, I have a place to send people when it's time to remind them of the importance of keyword research. And I have a place to send them when I'm like, here's the fast way to outline right. your content in a way that Google's going to love it. And so eventually, I guess that does make sense that those all could go into some sort of a follow-up sequence, but then they won't get my in the moment kind of fun yeah. cool stuff. But you're, so when you, when you do this, when you send out these broadcasts, you're just trying things. You're just doing like, um, you know, you may have, a, you may run a sale on something. You may do, uh, you may have this that you want to talk about today. You may have that. And then you take all of that and you go, and then you, I, I guess my question is, is how do you take all of that like stuff that you did and measure it and then kind of like, and then do you like, how do you make a decision on like what to do forward? Or are you always going to be, I know you're like always be testing, you know, always be, you know, uh, trying new okay. things, but, but at some point you're going to be like, no, I, I got the thing. So I think there's an overarching philosophy that, that lies on top of the tactical stuff, which is. Zig Ziglar's quote, right? You can have anything you want in this world if you help enough people get what they want. Um, your lifestyle business post really inspired me to make some changes. I, I sold a second home recently. Yeah, I've brought my expenses down drastically, so I can, I'm living on less money. I'm actually right now, curious so. about that because I was telling Steph that you had said that because I heard, I caught that, and that yep. 
that's great. I just, I didn't know that I obviously my mom called. I didn't know. I didn't get the specifics of it on like what in, you know, you know, obviously you that's very mom heavy. That I said hello. Next time you talk to mom, I, I want her to know that Miles Beckler, random dude on internet said, said, what's up, Mrs. I, yeah. She'll be like, yes, Miles. I know so, Miles. Don't I know Miles from school? I'm like, no, you don't oh, yeah. know Miles. <laughs> he from Jersey. Oh yeah. He's been over the house. No, he hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, anyways, <laughs> tangential. I love it. So if I help enough people get what they want. So my yeah. goal, my, my role on earth, like I'm a human being, let's get like metaphysical for a second. Right? Like, mm -hmm. so I'm a human being. Um, there is a level of consciousness that's outside of this body, right? They can right. measure the brain waves. They can measure the heart waves. At some point we have to understand that there is the thing. There's an observer level in my world. There's spirit, a soul, whatever you want to call it. There is levels to what this is. I'm not just this finite body. So I am having an experience, a spiritual experience here on this planet for some reason. And I have decided whether true or not, that the reason I'm on this earth is to help people period. That's the number one thing. So every day I'm like, how can I help more people? Now this philosophy is right in alignment with Zig Ziglar's. You could have anything you want if you help enough people get what they want in this world. So I'm just literally bumbling forward. And I constantly think this thought, how can I help more people? And how can I help my best people more? Okay. There's two sides to that. There's number one, helping more people. That's my YouTube channel. It's yeah. a discovery mechanism. It's bringing more people into my ecosystem based on search and my blog and all of the other content. But then how do I help my inner circle people more? And that's my email marketing. And it's like unsubscribe from everybody who sent you a webinar. Remember that webinar is code word for sales pitch. Right. And I'm trying to help people reframe themselves because I have a lot of beginners and intermediate marketers mm -hmm. who are still jumping from one thing to the next to the next. And all we got to do is look at, at Matt G and realize that um, work on one website from the age of 13 until, <laughs> you know, beer right. grows. And effectively, that's the path to success. Yeah. It's like focusing in on one thing long enough. So my overarching philosophy, again, to sum it up is like every day, I'm like, how can I give value to my people? And then there's two levels of people. There's my inner circles. There's actually mm -hmm. a few levels of inner circle. And then there's people who haven't met me yet. That's this video is mm -hmm. for Sure. A is for my people, but it's people who haven't met me yet. Right. And then right. some end up on my email list and I'm like, okay, how do I help these people go further and go further? And all the while I am positioning myself as way cooler, way more awesome. I don't pitch as much. I'm not a D bag like the other guys in the Lambo. Sure. And I actually give them actionable value and they become to know, like, and trust me more and more. So in a year I'll have way more people that like me and trust me way more. What am I going to do with that? Let's go right back to the philosophy. I'm right. going to continue Just to help people deliver. because that is my philosophy. That's it. Like, like forever. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, obviously you and I align on that big time. It's like, that was, yeah. that's been money lab forever is like, I, I never really wanted to sell. I never really wanted to, I just wanted to do the work that I've, that I do and share that with everybody else. Right. Yeah. And so like with, and with email marketing, with money lab, everyone tells me like your emails are great. Yeah, because I'm literally writing them to you. I'm writing them to like one person and, and I'm treating them like as if they're a friend because most of them are, right? Yep. It doesn't mean my list is going to grow like crazy because I have literally an anti-opt-in, which is please, I'm not going to send you a shitty checklist. I am not like those other people. I have nothing to offer you except good you emails. Get nothing. Sign up here. Sign up here. Yeah, you get nothing. Please. Yeah. Yep. And I do the same thing at Swim University. Like we don't offer... we. We have tried offering like opt-ins and like checklists and, you know, like little like booklets and stuff like that to help people with their pools, calendars and stuff. But I just learned that like 
when you sign up for, you're signing up to get emails. You're not signing up to get something free and then you get emails and you're like, well, I'm not going to open these. This is not what I wanted, right? Bingo. So all of a sudden, you look at your list and you're like, my open rates suck because I've, I, suckered all these people into subscribing to get one thing and they got what they wanted and they left, you know, they were just stopped opening the emails. And so I was like, all right, well, here's what you're getting when you sign up for some university, a weekly email, giving you some valuable piece of information on how to take care of your pool. And my challenge has been, how do I deliver that timely, but, but not do it manually every single week? Because I just yep. didn't want, you know, I've been doing it for so long. I'm like, well, at this point now, I, you know, I'm saying the same thing over and over again. I've written everything I've needed to write. I've filmed a ton of videos. Like, I need to automate this. And the reason I switched from ConvertKit to ActiveCampaign was for the goal automations. They have to be able to say, if it's January, jump to January in the automation, start sending yep. January specific emails. 100%. You know, that's, so that's, I would be on, I would be on convert kit. I love Nathan. Me too. I've hung out with him at events. He's a great guy. I literally have, have drank. I tried to get him to drink too much wine before he had a keynote the next day at a event. We were at in Bangkok. Um, but it's, it's the lack of this deep, deep, deep functionality of yeah. one automation, triggering another, triggering another. They're just, they're and I know that there. my they're, thing is special. Like I know that like not everyone has a pool website that's seasonal and like needs this, like. And I, and I didn't even know it was a possibility. I had to active campaign, I think came to me and they're like, if you want to do this, you know, we have goal automations and here's how we yep. can make it work for you. And I got on a call with them and I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I've been looking for forever. And we literally use the full moons as a trigger for certain automations. Really? So, uh, because we do moon stuff. Yeah. So I have my VA go pull the date of the full moon and the new moon. And so like a certain wow. number of days after that, it runs these types of automations. And yeah, the, a certain number of days before this, it, it sends you're, out this automation. You're not just doing that like privately because you think it's cool. You're doing it because it's it's relative to the brand. That's making money. That's making money. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, totally, yeah, it, it's relevant to the brand. We have great products that are proven that work that time of the right. month, that time of the year. And bingo, it just, 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 we can't forget it if it's set up as an automation. Mm. And then when we put the little do not disturb tags around it, I can't mess it up. Oh, perfect. Like literally it's like, how do I get myself out of the, the system? Um, so this past year we did something, it was amazing. I looked back at 2017, 2018, 2019, um, what worked and what didn't. I found some promotions we ran in both of those years, mm -hmm. a Black Friday special that we did for my wife's brand. We ran the Black Friday special in 2017. It crushed it in 2017. Was I smart enough to do it again in 2018? No, I made up some new harebrained idea that didn't work. What about 2019? No, I made up some new harebrained idea and we're right. building new things that didn't work. And this year I was like, hmm, let's go. This thing looked that that did really well. Let's try it again. <sighs> Biggest launch yeah. ever. I didn't have to write a sales page. I didn't have to record any. Like we literally just went and grabbed stuff that worked and moved it forward. So there is that philosophy. And one of the ways you get to where you can like go look through a big data set is we've micro launched 150, 200 products. We've done so much over 10 years that I now have this huge data set that I can pull from. And that's where I'm just so willing. And I think you are too, to just do the work all day to show up an email and, and people are like, wow, writing an email is tough. Yeah. And it gets easier if you do it a few hundred times, making a video stuff. Yeah. And it yeah. gets easier if you do it over and over. Like everything in life is tough. We did the snowboard analogy last time we were mm -hmm. on, right? Snowboarding is really difficult. Yeah. Until you live next to a resort and you snowboard every day. And then you're like, oh, I get it. It's relatively easy. Um, so it's like, let's just apply that. Oh, everything has a learning curve. Everything takes time, effort, trial and error to get through. Well, let's just do it more 
frequently. And that's where every year it's like, well, what's the one skill I'm adding on? And for a lot of viewers, it might not be email. It might just be content marketing to drive traffic from Google. It might be making videos and optimizing videos to drive traffic from YouTube. It might be making podcasts to grow. Like whatever that one skill is, just give yourself the year yeah. to really become one of the best at it, at the craft. Because if you're not trying to become the best at the craft in your world, somebody else is. And they're yeah. probably working harder. They're working smarter. They're, oh, I work smarter, not harder. Well, great. I'm doing both a-hole, right? I'm working <laughs> right, smarter right. and I'm working harder. I'm going to pass your ass quick. Because there's people, oh, passive income. The passive income boy said that it was passive income. Derp, derp. No, it ain't passive. Like we work. And those who work the hardest, smartly, they're rising to the top. And that's where it's like, I'm just engaged in this right now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's fun. Like, so, you're, like, so, like you're, so you're focused like 100% on email marketing. That's your thing. Laser focus. Mm. That's the sound of lasers for everybody who was like, what was that? That was the sound of lasers. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I do this. <laughs> That's like the Jetsons. Laser. Ah, there you go. I yeah. got you. I can't. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. This is a Mandalorian is, reference. If you yeah, a little bit. So, um, 2021. Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously email. I think we, I think we sort of, I think we dived into it enough. We could go on to all the different like automation tricks and stuff, but I think like ultimately what we're hitting on is that, well, at least I think maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but like for me and in the, in the active campaign article I wrote that last year was I'm trying to future proof my business. If Google decides that my website sucks all of a sudden, or they do some sort of weird update, some weird core update that we talked about on the last show. And for some reason, I fall into this weird, you know, I know that my site isn't going to fail, but, you know, they, they pull the rug out and some people get, you know, tripped up. So even though they weren't supposed to. So maybe that's maybe that's me one day. And I just think about that all the time. Yep. The, the one Smart. thing that I don't. And, and same with like social media, you know, obviously Facebook's changed their algorithm. Instagram's changed their algorithm. I, I don't know why anybody's on Instagram, to be honest with you, like for, for business. It's like, unless you have 20,000 subscribers, like how do you put links into things? Yeah, I know it's, that's a whole thing, but, um, I do use it for brew cabin, so I shouldn't complain a hundred percent, but like the idea of, of email never kind like everyone's always going to have an email address and there's always yeah. people that are trying to change it. Like you see, Hey, Right. They're trying to change email, but I don't see them ever replacing free Gmail, you know, and free Hotmail and free Yahoo. Like they're going to get people like us who, you know, maybe have I, I mean, I never, I don't have an issue with email as a person. Like I my my inbox is zero right now. So like before we get on this call, I don't I don't mess around. I unsubscribe from pretty much everybody I don't want to hear from. And anything that comes in my inbox, I'm like spam, 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 spam. Um, and I've just been, I've been like that for six years. So for me, like, I don't see email really going away. And I think if, if your, if your website goes away, like now's the time to collect your audience. And I've told this to musicians. I'm like, if you want to build an audience and you want to be like an independent artist, how else there's no, like, you're not going to start a website. You're not going to search. You're not going to rank on Google. The only thing you can do is when you're at shows, like put out a sheet get email addresses, stick them in a, in something. There's free shit. I mean, even ConvertKit's free. Yeah. Put them in something. And then every time you have a show, every time you, you know, 
have a new product, a promotion or whatever, like you can send an email and people are going to respond. And it's direct is direct response marketing is what you're talking about, right? Uh, like I'm, I'm no longer a search for search marketer who's reliant on the big G or the big giant corporation yeah. who might accidentally fat finger and type the wrong thing. And, and right. by collateral damage, my site disappears, even though I don't deserve to be gone. That kind of stuff happens. Yeah. We own this list and we can say, Hey, do you want this thing? I just made, I made a new song for you. You want to check it out? Check it out here. Right. hundred like, percent. And and even with affiliate marketing too, it's one of those, that's another like giant corporation that has their finger on the button that any day your income is gone. You know, maybe tomorrow. Bezos is like, mm, yeah, he's, he couldn't wait to get rid of affiliates. Totally. He doesn't want to pay coming. anybody. So I, no. you know, like, I think email marketing is 100% a good idea to focus on in 2021. It is actually something that I want to focus on in 2021, hence the complaining email or tweet that I did the other day, which is like, because I'm in it, I'm putting emails together. I'm like, this sucks. You know, like it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But you know what it is? I think uh, you giving me sort of like a, um, a North Star of I'm going to just do broadcasts and try a bunch of things this year and get really good at writing and like seeing what my audience wants and understanding them better. And then, you know, I know you, you'll probably automate some stuff that works. Maybe, am I wrong? You don't know. On that brand, yeah, on that brand, I don't know. So yeah. uh, Ben Settle is kind of like the king of email every day and he still emails every day. He fires off an email. Repurposing, taking old ones and, and making sure. them new. I always find it funny. There's people who are like, oh, email's dead. And I've had people who I've been coaching on business <laughs> email marketing like no one uses email anymore I was like oh really how'd you sign up for your spotify account oh really how'd you sign up for your tiktok how'd you sign up for anything like right. it like we all live in email melanie's had this bit for a long time that email is actually the original social network and back in the uh aol you've got mail type days right it was literally we just oh, did anybody send me anything and there's still a <laughs> little bit of that emotional response when you're a kid you get out of the mailbox you never get mail as a kid and all of a sudden you get a card one day you're like wow yeah you know, and, like, yeah there yeah. is a little bit of that in there. And it's like, well, how do we do it in a way that, that gets open, that gives value, that that PS promotes some things? And I would say for you, um, like in this next year of experimentation, be bold, be crazy. Who cares if people unsubscribe? It's a good thing if they unsubscribe right. because that means you're just going to be talking more specifically to the people who love you, your goofy, crazy, unique way of being. Yeah. And then just use the PS. And like, so springtime, because for you, there's there's seasons and there's different things you do to a hot tub at different seasons. And it's like, oh, by the way, it'd be a really good time to think about your filters. Yeah. So just that's a PS. It just goes in the bottom. And you're telling this story about one time I was out at this pool and it looked more like a swamp and then an alligator popped out. And I'm actually kidding with you. That never happen but remember it's time to change your filters because if you don't this will happen peace yeah uh, on to the next like just you can be random and i think also paying attention to how many replies that you get and i'm curious matt and i'm, I'm asking you specifically uh what happens when someone replies what is your so because obviously you're sending out broadcast emails you're sending out follow-up emails what system do you have in place because i think this would help a lot of listeners also mm. so they don't go to your inbox because you're an inbox zero kind of guy i'm like an inbox twenty-six thousand kind of guy i still <laughs> don't want those replies in my inbox so uh -huh. what do you what's your process there uh you mean for swim university right Yep. When somebody clicks reply and they want to say thank you, they want to say shut yeah. up, they want to say anything. What's the process? So, um, so we use Front is our is our um, website app or our, our email app for. Uh, so it's me and one other person, and she has a, a really lengthy SOP for answering emails on Swim University. So the idea is, and so there's different types of emails that come in. We've kind of like actually Steph helped me with this. It's um, there's different buckets that people fall in. 
most right. people are, you know, a lot of people say thank you. And that's great. And we have a response for those people. Um, and it's, you know, and Stacy, who's, who's doing all the responses, she's, she has an SOP, but she's writing it. Like, you know what I mean? Like Pretty she's not common. copy and pasting yep. stuff. Right. So, um, and we have, um, so most of the time we get questions back, right? So somebody gets an email about, you know, how to fix their heater, but they have a question about pool algae. So it's like they, cause they just reminded that I exist. And so, and I'm the one writing the email and they're like, oh, I have a question about my thing. And so, uh, we have a. And the thing is, is like, we have this textbook, we have this textbook of, of articles that we've written. We have this, this, this library of videos on YouTube. And so the idea we have this, like, I'll, I'll try to remember all the steps because I don't have it pulled up right now, but basically if they have a question, we search our own website. Does that, do we have an answer to that question? Yes or no. If we do send them that and say, Hey, this is an article that you wrote. Here's a video that we, we made. Hope maybe this answers your question. Let us know if it does, you know, uh, and then we offer a, we say, thank, thank you for your question. And we offer them a discount on our product. So we have a, we have a coupon code that says it's called, I think it's help five or, or something. Um, and so we just go like, Hey, thanks for reaching out to us and asking question. Like if, if you really want to get, you know, if you really want to learn more about, you know, taking care of your hot tub pool, whatever, like here's a coupon code for you. If, if you want to use it, I can tell you that smart it, we have people who've used it. I wouldn't say gangbusters, you know, as a strategy, Totally. Yep. Um, but just the way that we're like, we're building in some side of kind of automation for, you know, answering emails. So might as well, you know, throw in a soft pitch if we, if we can, um, if you cannot find it on our website. So we have like a, you know, if else sort of process, yep. if you cannot find it on our website, we Google it. And we look for the answer for them. And then we send them that link. Like, hey, this person on this forum answered this question or or this website has a really good article about it here. Um, or this YouTube video clearly like, you know, let us know if this answered your question, you know. Um, and so we have it for just generalized questions. And then we have it for equipment specific questions. So people will like literally type in the piece of equipment they J300 have 300 and right. getting this light flashing and this PF two code. What does that mean? Yeah. So we're, we're ultimately and weirdly a Google machine. We, we Google yeah, things for you. Um, and even our own site, that's part of the, that's part of the search. And obviously our site is priority. And then if we, if it's not on our site, you know, move forward. Now, at some there, point, there's maybe building a queue for you guys to create new content on. Like, hey, we keep asking this question. We don't have any content on it. Matt, make a post on that. And you're like, perfect. Now we can 100%. own that traffic next level. Yep. And then there's, so that's, so that's just email. And if there's any questions that don't fall into that, then Stacy will, because uh, this is why we use Front, Stacy will uh, comment to me on the email. I will comment my answer back to her and then she will craft an email back to them. So it's Perfect. like, it's all kind of like worked within the system that very rarely happens because we have like, and if it does happen, if we start getting like, she'll, she'll, she'll like comment me like, Hey, um, you know, we're getting this question a lot. Should we, should we bake it into the SOP? And it's like, yeah, let's, that is, we're going to get asked that a lot. Let's bake that in. So we'll, we'll go and we'll update our Google doc of our actual, you know, thing and fix it. So with, um, with there's two other things too so obviously like she deletes spam she deletes like offers sponsorships she deletes just deletes it um but there's 
sometimes somebody will like just actually yesterday this happened. Uh, there are technical and editorial things. So somebody may email and say, hey, this link on your site's broken or this, um, you know, header is weird and, and on mobile or, or something's wrong or whatever. So she creates an Asana task for me to fix. I fix it. And then she, when it gets checked off, she emails them back and say, hey, we, or she has a, an immediate response. It's like, hey, we fixed this thing. So like, or I sent this off to our, you know, web development department, me, uh, and we'll get it taken care of. Thanks for letting us know, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then we have the same thing for editorial, which is what happened yesterday. Uh, somebody had emailed in and said two of the links to um, some apps that we had recommended in one of our posts were no longer, we're, we're going to 303 pages. Now we usually check that out. Um, you know, with internally with broken link checker and stuff. Uh, but these weren't 303. They were just being redirected to their home pages. So it means that the apps didn't exist anymore. So it weren't, yep. it wasn't like they were broken. It just, it wasn't helpful. And so yesterday, so she created an Asana task for me. I was like, great. I, you know, just, I decide when I'm going to do it. She usually likes to put in a date knowing like I don't work in the weekends and stuff. So she'll put in a date like, hey, do this. So I went into the post and completely updated it, like removed the links that didn't work, found new products that I liked, you know, tested new apps that I was like, is this cool? Should we recommend this? What's going to be our top pick? And fleshed that whole article out yesterday based on one Asana task that came from an email. That's my entire process for Swim University. Um, long story. But for Money Lab, it's just all, it just literally goes to my inbox as a, as a human being. Yeah, so two things I want to bring to the attention of the listeners and the viewers is a like this is a real business okay uh mm. so a lot of affiliate marketers are hoping it's some passive income hustle hack thing that you just rank and make money and what you just described is an extended process you're process driven and yeah. this successful i know a lot of successful entrepreneurs playing our game uh some of whom make literally hundreds of thousands of dollars per month and they have this level of detail with every freaking aspect of their business so it's important for people to really realize the depth of you know the game that you're bringing and what they're getting into right you're treating it like a business the more that they treat it like a business the better off that they're going to be long term mm -hmm. uh, second so we use something called Freshdesk, which is free for up to one user, which is very, very similar. And essentially when somebody clicks reply to one of my emails, it goes and opens a ticket inside of Freshdesk. And I just use a separate email address and it just automatically sets up a ticket. And then from there, at first I was in there answering every single one until I built up a bunch of uh, templated responses based on me just, again, grabbing the shovel and shoveling the manure and doing the freaking work myself. And then I brought on a virtual assistant who's actually in the Philippines. And now she does most of that for me. And if, if, if there's no answer, she'll go do the search and like, mm -hmm. does Miles have content on this yet? And if not, Miles, you might want to make some content on this, but get it out of your inbox is one of the big keys for people listening. Because once you right. send out that broadcast email, answering emails that respond is not the highest use of your time. Your time would be better served being a guest on somebody's podcast or writing another piece of great content or making another video, those things that are going to move your business forward. Mm -hmm. So kind of like, isolate the responses and then build systems and teammates and processes around them. But know that when you're getting lots of replies, that's actually a good thing. Even right. if they're like, stop emailing me, yeah, right. the unsubscribe for them, yeah. let them go. Um, because you're evoking a response. You're, you're connecting, they're opening, they're, they're engaging. If no one's ever opening and responding, you're something's broken. Something, right. That. And you mentioned earlier, like, so 
we now are at a point where we're kind of like, oh, get my emails. Just go get my page that says get my emails. And that's what you get is my mm -hmm. emails. Like my emails are the valuable thing. If you look at Tim Ferriss, um, his is literally like get Tim's emails. Uh, James Clear, who we had a hilarious conversation in one of his <laughs> Twitter threads. Um, his is also like get my emails. So there is a point in the early days when an entrepreneur is untrusted when you're not known, you don't have the position and the authority in your marketplace. You need to have ethical bribes that are gonna be like, man, there is value in here. Okay, there's enough value in this lead magnet that I'm gonna take a chance on this unknown person. I'm gonna invite this unknown person into my inbox because of this value exchange. Yeah. But then you get to a point where like you and I are at and it's like, ah, we're kind of everywhere. We've been doing this for a long time. I think we've proven that we're here to stay. We're authentic, we're real. I don't even have ads on my videos. I don't pitch anything anywhere. Like, okay, I'm at a point now where I can kind of remove that kind of like need for creating, get all of this fancy value because that can potentially bring the tire kickers. It can bring the right. freebie seekers. And there's a, have you ever heard the term plate lickers? Do you know what a plate no. is? So in the investment world, a very common way for a business owner who wants to sell annuities or investment programs, they'll do a free dinner. And they'll host a free dinner at the country club or whatever. And everyone can come. You get a free dinner. Just listen to my pitch for my annuities or my universal uh, life program or whatever these expensive things are. And there's a huge number of people who show up for the free dinner. They're I used to there. do that all the time. I ran yeah, them. I ran I them. Literally. Yeah, not, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I didn't know there was a term for it. And I kept trying to tell my boss that this isn't going to work because that's exactly what I assumed was happening. But we used to do it for um, I was I worked for a restoration company and we used to we were trying to get, you know, like uh, contractors to pitch us to their clients. Like we were trying to basically set up an affiliate relationship, you know, in the real world. Right. Yep. And so that was our way of like wine and dine them, get them to like, just get them to be friends with us, get them to like us. And then they will, and then like say, Hey, if you ever have, you know, recommend us, it's like sort of that, yep. that thing, but that we did it with dinners. And I'm like, I, I can see why that, why that kind of works. Um, it's a lot of large numbers. It becomes a numbers game, right? Yeah. Like you bring in a hundred people, you feed a hundred people, two of them might actually be interested and you make so much damn money off those two contacts that it pays for all those meals yeah. and more. But the idea, the main core principle here is that if we're using these overinflated, big, exciting, maybe overhyped, maybe we don't deliver on the excitement, yeah. these lead magnets that are they're claiming they're, oh, I'm going to teach you how to make money in seven days. And then like you can't deliver on that promise. Your email is going to be full of people who don't trust you. They don't like you. They're not going to open. It's going to kill your deliverability. And the whole game goes to rubbish from there. I think personally, small lists of the right people are way more valuable than big lists. And I have... Have, I have removed through automations and, and active campaigns sure. and manually from scrubbing. I've removed probably 600,000 people from email lists. Oh, because, I, yeah, yeah. You know, you just have to do it at some, and it feels a little weird the first few times, but I want to be oh, sure I like I'm it speaking now. to the right people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I know you're the wrong people. Get out of here. Yeah, like, I'm not paying for you to be on my, I'm paying for you. Cause like I, you jump me up to the next like, level of the of, of active campaign like i'm not paying them for you not opening my email five dollars a month instead yeah. of 550 dollars right. a month type thing and it, it really is like my people are action takers we don't there's no excuses we're doing the work we realize it's a three to five year plan we're showing up every day we're in the grind we're in the hustle and we're we're building a better future for ourselves so we can be economic engines for our communities for our families and like 
people who think that it's get rich quick and there's passive income and they're just going to be floating in a hammock drinking Mai Tais and making money, pff, wrong. A, it's not true. B, they're lying to you to try to get money off of your credit card. And C, get the off my list. I don't even yeah. want you around me because your mindset is so skewed until you you fall down enough and you get beat up by life right. and reality enough. And then you'll come to my list. And you'll be like, okay, finally, I have the right perspective. I'm ready to do the work. Miles, help me understand exactly what to do. That's what I do. Yeah. So it's, it's actually a small list, relatively speaking, but they're the right people for right. me. And I can call them out on their bullshit and I can remind them of how long of a process it is. And um, all in all, I just, I think it's really fun. I feel like it's one of those ways that I get to stay engaged with people um, at scale. And it's amazing that I can just come down with a cup of coffee and type out an email and it goes out to and tens then, of thousands yeah. of people. It's incredible. It's incredible. 100%. Um, listen, so uh, I want to jump you in. Or what? Huh? We got any questions or what? Well, that's the thing. I want to, I want to jump into, um, 2021 in general, I want to ask you All about right. the lifestyle business article and how that affected you. Yeah. But I also sure. want to take this moment to tell everybody to start asking questions because right after we talk about this, we're going to go into a quick Q and a segment, Q uh, where miles and I are just going to like Q bang out a bunch of questions. So ask your questions right now, give a thumbs up for the video. I don't even know why I said that you said it. And I'm like, one asshole gave it a thumbs down that we didn't, we weren't even live yet. <laughs> I don't like these two guys. They give yeah. too much value away for free. I'm trying to sell scams. But so we weren't even live. They just they just thumbs down the image. I guess they don't like my face, which is fine. You you don't have to like my face. I don't like. Yeah, it. it's because you didn't put my name in the title or in the picture, and they were like, "You got to." Oh, that was it. Your face. Well, I that's you my know. placeholder thumbnail until gotcha. we go live, and then we know what we talked about, and then I create the. Oh, oh creative, yeah. creative. All right, cool. Plus, right, I'm gonna think it. about clipping things out, putting those out as individual things. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm testing this. I'm testing tag things. Me. I'm on Twitter. You can at mention me. I'm at miles Beckler at Twitter. You can Perfect. tag me in those things. Thank you. Um, 2021. Um, so, um, yeah, I want to ask about the lifestyle business post because I did get a lot of people right. text me and just, and like, you know, said how much that post meant to them, you know, how much it, it, it like forced them to kind of deal with their own, um, wants and needs for their business, which is not really what I was trying to do, but I knew when making it that it was, I mean, it's a heavy post. So if you're triggered, read it. Um, and it's one of those things where I was like, yeah, obviously like all of the changes and all the shit that happened to me this past year and, and to, uh, yeah, kind of forced me to, to look at everything that I've been doing and say like, do I still want to continue doing this or do I want to stop? Um, how, was, how, in what way did it affect you? Well, it was one of those heart on the sleeve articles that you wrote, right? Right. It's, it's one of those things that so many people think writing content is like, okay, I'll find my keywords and then how many words do I write? And okay, I'll just find <laughs> one cent worker writer from iWorker and I'll put up a post that'll rank for uh, lifestyle business. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, you're not because Matt's writing stuff from his heart. Like he's writing real stuff, sharing real stories that that's like gripping and compelling. Yeah. Um, lifestyle creep in our world is real. You know, um, what do you mean? You lifestyle creep. So as you make more, you spend more. I need a Lambo, homie. Oh, I got me 250 grand in the bank. Need to go get a Lambo. Like, Why? Okay, Why would you want that? Uh, well, status I'm not a car person, and, so that's a terrible. Well, so it's it's status symbols. There are status symbols in your life. I think the home brewery is one of your status symbols, right? Um, that you're like to you, that is just an obvious investment. And to other people, like, why would you ever? Yeah, do but I don't that, drive right? it around. 
No, totally, totally. It's different. I, I get you. And I'm not like yeah, into yeah. Italian sports cars by any means. Um, but it's a status symbol. It's a look how successful I've become. Mm. Um, but with that comes you know, mo money, mo problems in some senses. And I don't agree with the mo money part, but mo things, mo problems. Oh, yeah. And like you're talking some Lambos, you're literally $4,000 oil Thumbs changes. Down. The clutches don't last very long. Like there's so much investment required, the insurance on something like that. And then you're parking at the back. Like there's, there's a lot that comes with that. So it's that lens. And I've hosted two separate... Um, I called it abundant circle and they were entrepreneurial retreats. The first one was in Thailand. I rented a 34,000 square foot mansion that had two pools and it was like 20 rooms. And we brought like 25 entrepreneurs together, rented a yacht for a day. I did another one in Bali. Um, I fly out private chefs, literally all inclusive. It's epic, dude. It cost me $20,000 for a week to put this thing off. Um, all of those people there, one of the common questions I got was, okay, well, I'm going to go, but are there other seven figure business owners there? Because I'm making seven figures per year. And I want to know that I'm around other businesses making seven figures per year. And here you are like pretty clear on how much money you're making and you're just good with it. And you're making extremely good income mm -hmm. and you're just like, I'm there. Like, why, why would I scale this? My life, like the, the, right. the effort reward balance in there for you and your world it's dialed and you're just like, I've got it. And I know I got students who are future billionaire in the making club. And like, they don't go look at all the BS that comes with being a billionaire. The divorce rate changes, the depression rate changes, the substance abuse, like, like it ain't yeah, good. Statistically no. speaking, I don't want that life. Right. And we've talked about it before, mm -hmm. $70,000 per year after above that point, you get very significant diminishing returns on earning more money. So seeing your perspective versus some of these, again, these were inner circle people going and I'm like, oh, seven figure business owner, like, you know, and like we have a bunch sure. of people doing a hundred grand a month type stuff, hanging out. It was a lot of fun, but being around that, we become like the five people we're around most and they're all trying to get to three and 10. And I know some people are trying to get to from $10 million per year business to $30 million per year business. And it's like, at what point does it become enough? And it never becomes enough. It's a lot like a drug or, or an addiction where the, yeah, the an addiction for 100%. Rush, and then you're yeah. chasing the rush and you're chasing the rush and you're chasing the rush yeah. forever. And so you, you kind of help me remember that. And I'm kind of old sky, old school fire community. Um, you know, Pete, Mr. Money Mustache is somebody I've kind of slightly paid attention to. I don't yeah. like his, it, he's really smart in his religion and the cult he's built, but it annoys the hell out of me. Um, That's fair. so there, there are all of these different, uh, and it probably annoys him in, in many respects yeah. at certain point. But, um, so there's all these different ideas floating around and I realize, and I just did a very like, like, you know, thumb in the wind. Um, and I was like, man, like, I'm like checkmating too. Cause you said something you're like, I think you said you were like a year or two away from financial independence. And then on my last call, you were like, no, no, I'm there. Like I'm done. Like I could just yeah. be done forever and I'm done. And I was like, huh? And I just started thinking and the market was crazy. And I was like, man, if I rearrange things, I literally could like clear the hurdle and just be done. And it's right. not that I'm going to stop working, but where I'm, what I'm working on, why I'm working, how I'm working is going to change because I don't even need the money anymore because I've got the truck I want. It's got an amazing camper inside of it. I just bought all this. I can buy all the snowboard gear I want. Season, like whatever. Like I can just, I can do anything I want to do right now. As long as I don't keep adding on more things that require more money, a third home in the tropics is something mm. I've talked about doing. I can just go get an Airbnb. I can go spend five grand a year and spend two, three months in the tropics right. and not 
not pay because in the tropics in foreign countries you have to pay cash or you know like there's so yeah there's just like huh and it was a thought of like man i could rearrange all my things yeah and i'm not even 40 yet and i could be literally like retired at 40 but still fired up motivated and excited to give more value to more people because now again i'm just here to help more people cross that chasm and to fire their boss and to escape the rat race and to build enough net worth and assets that can pay for them for the rest of their lives. So they can do what's in their heart because it might be volunteering at a food bank. It might be yeah. uh, starting a church. It might be, I don't know what it is. It might be volunteering at the local humane society. I don't sure. know. I don't care, but I think more people on this planet have bigger things to do that could contribute to a better world if they could elevate above the money game that most people are stuck in. Yeah. And I, I think for me, um, 2021, and this is, again, this is kind of jumping off the lifestyle post that I wrote, which is that we, Steph and I have two words that are sort of defining what we do and that's generosity and creativity. And I know those are very generic words and I, and to explain it's, um, very much like this, can I give more of myself? You know, like I don't need the money anymore, right? I have the money. I have what I need. I'm good. I did that homebrewing video, which I constantly talk about, uh, because it was just fun for me to do. And it has already gotten me speaking opportunities. Yep. It's already gotten me like, just, just because it was good and not because it was, you know, I tried to really make it like I was trying to win some sort of thing. I was trying to hack some sort of thing. I was trying to optimize or whatever it was. I just wanted to make something that I really wanted to exist in the world. And that so you're proud of though, also on that super proud level, of it. Like, I, like you, you took some really fun approaches. You wrote a freaking song, performed your song in the middle of it. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this my way. And it's when, when we get to the point where it's like, I don't care if it makes money or not. I don't care if it works or not. I'm good. The money game is done. I'm going to do this for the love of the creativity and just for the artistic expression. <sighs> Surprise. Right. That shit works even better. Yeah. And the, the generosity is me. This is what I'm doing with money lab, you know, in, in 2021, which I sent out an email about and I was like, I, I don't know if this is going to work. Uh, I don't care if it works. It's just what I feel comfortable with, which is the idea that like I wanted to bundle all my products into one thing. I wanted to have one thing to sell. I wanted to have one concise message. And no when I when I did all that, I was like, well, if we add up all the money on how much all these products are worth, you know, it's like a thousand dollar product if I you know gave a significant discount. And I just personally don't feel comfortable uh, selling something for one thousand dollars. It just it just feels like you know not that I don't think it's worth it. I definitely think it's worth thousand dollars. You just remember how much money that is to somebody who's fucking uh, that, yeah. To, I'm not. To I'm still it together. I'm still thirteen. You know, like I still yeah. remember that day. I don't. You know, it, you know, money is a tool. It is not a luxury. It's in fact, it's a burden in a lot of cases. Um, because you got to put it somewhere. It's like oh, now I got to yeah. fucking think or figure out where to put it. Um, yeah. And you know, you have all these like, yeah. And then when you start buying things, it's like, yeah, you have now something to maintenance. You now have something to control, um, which is Two just like roofs, seven toilets. I had seven fucking toilets, man. Like that's, really? I need seven toilets. No, like, uh, no. Okay, right. Something is. So for me, it's like this. So I was like, you know, what feels really good is just to like put myself out there with a singular message of money lab pro. It is a monthly subscription. 
I am definitely not going to make as much as I did selling the individual products, but my message will be clearer. When you watch Money Lab Live, I'm promoting Money Lab Pro. That's it. There's no like, oh, this week I'm promoting page speed for bloggers. If you want to increase your page speed and you have a WordPress site and you know all of these things match for you, it's not. It's like, look, if you want to learn, if you want to know how I do what I do, it's all in Money Lab Pro, right? It's one thing. And the thing that I'm focusing on in Money Lab Pro is this idea that like how to create content that ranks and sells. Because I don't think it's, you know, like everything else for me has like every tactic I've ever tried, everything I've ever done doesn't work. But what does work is when I just sit down and I write a lifestyle business post that comes from like, that literally is just everything. It takes everything out of me. And I sit down and I bleed on the keyboard and I try, I try, I put a lot of effort and that post I didn't, pr I promoted it to my email list and on Twitter. That's it. And I know that the, like, and people think I have a big email list, 1600 people. That's it. That's all I've ever had for five years. I've had the same 1600 people. So that, that was the only two pieces of promotion that I did. Same with the, the homebrewing video, the home, I don't have an audience. It's just like, it's, yeah. I had zero subscribers one on a new channel. Yeah, totally. You know, and it's like. Why? And then I started getting, I got a speaking opportunity from HomebrewCon yesterday. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you think we're all going to be in a conference room, I don't think that's happening anytime <laughs> soon, but you know, like, but call me when, yeah, when but done. yeah, a hundred percent, yeah. but it's like, you know, like when you do really good work, it leads to opportunities that you cannot fucking measure with a program or a spreadsheet. Like it's just immeasurable. So like my whole HREFs. Yeah, my whole commitment. Like Ahrefs is a research tool so that you can make content that is widely like you're you're helping the robots. You know, but you, and ultimately like the robots can bring you up, but the people have to vote. And if the people vote and say your article sucks or your video sucks, like democracy wins, you don't and and Google will take you down. So it's just, so my whole thing is can I be more generous with the things that I offer, with the content that I create, and can I push my creativity to the absolute limits in doing that? That's my entire year, and that look, and that it's 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 a focus, but it kind of applies to every single piece. It applies to email marketing. It applies to writing blog posts. It applies to my fucking tweets. It applies to yep. literally everything. So, if I just push. Because it's like, what else do I have to live for? Right. You know, like, it's not going to, like, am I, am I going to wake up tomorrow with a 49 more dollars in my pocket and go like, oh, I can't wait to do it again. It's like, no, I need yep. to do it. For, and I, and I think it comes from, I, I was a musician. I, I, that's what I grew up doing. I grew up as an, an artist. And then I was told by my father that artists make terrible businessmen. And I hated that. And so I just wanted to change that. I just didn't want to be that stereotype that he had told me about. And so it's like, okay, I may not be the greatest businessman of all, of all time. I'm certainly not. But I definitely think that I've mastered whatever little domain I've created for myself. And I'm very comfortable in it. And so going forward in 2021, I just want to take that and amp it up, not for anyone but myself. And that's, that's what I got.
Yeah, man. And you're going to help a lot of people and you're going to help people unlock from the game because the way you describe it is different and it's mm-hmm. it's cool. I think also a lot of people, you know, there's depression is a super common problem right now and something yeah. you touched on on that. And a lot of people, I mean, so there's there's obviously definitely chemical imbalances and there's levels of depression I don't understand, but there are a lot of people who are just comparing their lives to other people's lives right now. Yeah. And they're doing this like, oh man, your Instagram fake ass like PR reel that's not curated makes my life feel insufficient. And when people shift their focus to helping others, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, volunteering at a soup kitchen, whether it's like literally it could be volunteering or it could just be showing up on YouTube to help people. But when we focus on helping others, it feels really good. Right. That's the one thing I've noticed is the more I help people, it feels really good. And the byproduct of all that value is more income. And it creates this like upward cycle. And then I can start donating to causes that I find to be really, really interesting. I spent a lot of time on Charity Navigator digging around like, oh, yeah. what are some really good causes that deserve some of my surplus that I've created? I get a little bit of a tax break when I do that sort of stuff too. And it's like, and it's all centered around giving more value to more people. Um, That's it. Yeah. I think that's a big part of why we connect. And I think that's why we like to keep coming together to, to get these messages out to people because there's so many newer marketers who are like, how do I get money from the internet? I need to go get me 10 grand a month. And it's until you shift that to like, how do I go give hundreds of thousands of dollars to random people online per month, hundreds of thousands of dollars in value to random people online. That's when the byproduct becomes the income that they desire. And I have people like on my live, the last live, I remember one person in particular, they're like, I want to make $5,000 a month online. Can I do that by July? And I was, my question to them was like, are you already in, in your life right now? Are you able to generate $5,000 worth of value in this world as is from where you are right now? Cause a lot of people aren't that valuable yet. How do we become more valuable? We give to others. We help others. Hmm. Speaking of that, I, <sighs> You see, I, I'm, apparently something's happening right now in the world that is not good, or in the United States. Oh, of course. But it's like, yeah, we got to, I think apparently a coup is happening, Oh, well, according to Brendan. It is, it is the, the sixth. Well, that's, and in, in, uh, <sighs> I mean, I would say it's not surprising. Like the writing's been on the wall. Um, power struggles are real, man. People People do crazy shit for power. And I think it's another reason for people to like, Take control, take it, get independent, go super yeah. independent, be, be in complete control of your future, be in complete control of your finances. That allows you to be in control of where you live. I've lived in 20 different countries. I know exactly where I would go. I got an escape plan, homie. Right. I know how to bring hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into other countries and access it if I need to, because I am thinking about that stuff. And all the while, I don't let any of it get to me at all. I'm just going to move forward because every person right now who's going to be tripping on this on Twitter and flame it, this, that, like they all need help and they all need to go help other people if they want to build a real business. And these things knock people off. They, they knock their focus. Like my focus is, is in my lane and my mm-hmm. lane is building businesses that help give value to other people and then helping others do the same thing. And like, I don't care who's in what office. I don't care if they stomp their feet and try not to leave. I don't care if the, somebody has to take, I don't even care. Like it's all irrelevant to me because I'm creating my reality that is very abundant, mm-hmm. very free inducing it's, it's all freedom because i'm not reliant on the system neither of you you've no. created your own systems for the abundance and the lifestyle that you desire and um nobody can take that from us man 
Uh, even Google and Bezos can't take that from us. No, for sure. Continue to diversify. And yeah. that's why we keep thinking like, all right, what's that next best, most important thing? There absolutely is a, you know, preservation thought in you doing email marketing more and me right. doing what I'm like, like, okay, I got to really own this list and own my relationship with people. So I got to get that search volume around Miles Beckler up. Certain, a certain number of people every month search my name. So even if I get deplatformed, people are looking for me. Cool. Yeah, right. That's that number up and they'll find me wherever I end up. Exactly. Um, so Miles, thank you for joining yep. me. Um, my pleasure. I, I do want to get to Q and A. Q and A. I need, I, de I definitely need Q a Q and A. I definitely need a, a jingle for sure. Well, a bass behind you i could play i just could play the bass um so i'm gonna just put up some questions if i can oh, of course that's not yep. gonna work is that justin i know that face i think that's justin all right let me uh fix this right here okay so justin has a question yeah uh, what, what's up justin good to see you here my man uh what are your stomach some some of your favorite non-generic email sequences and flows to use not abandoned carts or welcome but something gnarly you thought up which I think we talked about a little bit. Yeah, and one of them I'm doing right now is I'm using deadline funnels as, so you opt in for a free training and then the price of the product is on special for I think five or six days. Mm -hmm. And so it's like discount offer, discount offer, value, value, last chance, last chance. La I think I'm doing three last chance, no, two last chance emails on the last day. And then deadline funnels literally changes the price and locks them out from that discounted price. And it's working incredibly well paired with Facebook ads and, and pure list growth. It's, it's working incredibly well. So I think that's kind of, and I didn't think that up by any means. So I got to say that. Um, right. But it's, it's the, like, how do I get urgency on my side? And I'm like, Hey, if you're an action taker, if you're one of those people who are ready to move now, get Now's it. the time. And on the, yep. And on the middle emails, I showed some testimonials from clients and from students that, that did really well with it. And it's, mm. It's working. It's cash flow positive on the front end with with Facebook ads. Cool. Um, what's the best WordPress plugin for email opt-in? So I think the pop-up with Thrive Leads is pretty magnificent if you're what, on Thrive. With who? Thrive Leads, which is Thrive Themes. Oh, yeah. Um, so whatever you do on, I mean, cause on a blog, the pop-up is everything. So if you're doing landing pages, like there's a million and one landing page builders, they're irrelevant. Just make sure when you put a pop-up on your blog, cause that's where the bulk majority of your opt-ins will come from speed test, speed test, speed test, speed test, speed test, and consider the Givaneshi method, which I have, uh, uh used, which is using like call out boxes instead of pop-ups because yeah. you don't want to go from a second and a half site speed to four second page load because you got a stupid pop-up in there that was coded terribly by people who are selling it on crap sumo. Mm -hmm. You heard it here. Uh, I don't have one <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't yeah. have a plugin. Um, totally. I don't, I, I try to avoid plugins. All of the things that I have on all of my websites are baked into the, the theme. theme. Um, and that's because of speed, right? Like the, the overarching theory is a super fast, super clean experience for Google and your users. Yeah. Even when I like active campaign convert kit, doesn't matter which one they'll give you like, you know, HTML that you can throw on your site. That's also very slow. So I've, yep. I've, I have to look at the code each time. Like I did it with active campaign. I have to look at it, strip out everything that I don't need. And then just like the two or three lines of code that I need to like get someone's email address and send them to a thank you page. That's it. Yeah. 
yeah, so, out of the page of code that they give you like oh yeah just paste this yeah completely random 600 lines of script that all has to get pulled right in a certain order in your waterfall report and um yeah page speed matters so much right now uh favorite copywriting books and resources are you a, a eugene uh breakthrough advertising guy Yep, I think it's yep. a great book, and you can get it for 125 bucks at uh, breakthroughadvertisingbook.com. The publisher is selling it. It's like 350 bucks uh, on Amazon. But like, I so my brain and my pause was like, right, like literally, I have learned more about copywriting, email copywriting, sales copywriting by fucking writing. Yeah, all the time. Like, you can look at Swipe.co. I think Swipe.co is brilliant. Handwrite, just get some legal pads and handwrite out some of the, the, when you see a sales letter that you're like, damn, that was good. Um, I do save people's video sales letters and I, I transcribe, but like nothing is ever going to get us beyond like doing the work. Um, Carlton is amazing. Um, and then you've got like the boron letters. Yeah, like there's just, there's so many, I have a post on my website if you want to search like Miles Beckler top 10 copywriting books, but like mm. just write, just write, just write. Um, yeah, mine, I, I really like the copywriter's handbook. It's okay. like a really basic, um, I think Adweek put it out. Oh, nice. It's, it's really kind of just like, it's very tactile It's like or tactical. Um, yep. and I read, uh, Ogilvy on advertising, which was okay. Um, yeah. making ads pay is better than Ogilvy on advertising. It's okay. a little more in the weeds. It's a little more specific. Cash advertising is really um, positively reviewed by a lot of people. Yeah, um, I've never read. Just, I've, I've never read Breakthrough. I've heard. I mean, everyone talks about how that's like the best one. Yeah, he. So he really kind of was one of the first to pontificate or to eloquent, to eloquate to explain. There we go. Um, what what it is, what does what, you know, one of the big ideas that he has, you could read the first two chapters and you just, I've reread those first two or three chapters over and over. One of the big ideas from it is that we can't go create desire within our market. And everyone, when they try to write, they try to go create desire. Yeah. What we do, like the desire is either there or it's not, right? Like your people are either, they desire to fix their pool or they don't. You're right. not going to create that desire. It's the fact that it's green and murky that yeah. creates a desire. So we have to tap into that desire. And then he has the, the level of awareness, which, so here's the thing. If you read Breakthrough Advertising, I guarantee you, you'd be like, oh, okay, I've heard Russell Barnson say that over and over. Oh, okay, I've heard Frank Kurt. You've heard all of the, the gurus regurgitating his stuff, the levels of awareness and those bits and pieces, mm -hmm. um, product aware versus solution aware, uh, like all of that comes straight from Eugene Schwartz. So it, it now is like the original that's been copied and copied and copied right. and copied. Because that's an old book, stuff. right? Yeah, I think it was written in like the 60s. Oh, wow. All right. I, I do prefer the old books. Yeah. Uh, is it worth upgrading from MailerLite to ActiveCampaign? <sighs> so we got, you'd have to talk about opportunity costs, right? And like, so that could be, how many hours do you think it took you, Matt, to go from where you were to where you are today? Like how many hours in the interface? Uh, which one, ActiveCampaign? Yeah, to switch to ActiveCampaign from ConvertKit. <sighs> like dozens of hours? Yeah. 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 And, so, and I've done it. I've done, I've gone from Aweber to MailChimp to ConvertKit to ActiveCampaign. So I've done it four times. And it's a huge pain in the ass, right? It's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. So, and so for commit, like the, the variable that's missing from this question is 
what all do you have going on? Like, A, is your is your list growing organically by a thousand, two thousand, five thousand people per month? Are you making 10 grand a month? Can you hire Dave at integratepro.com to do this for you? Do you have that in the budget? If not, you're probably not ready for the switch. Mm -hmm. Your time is probably a lot more valuable building more audience or just flat out growing your list. If you're not right. getting thousands of new people into your world every day and hundreds of new subscribers um, every day, at least every week, then, then the opportunity cost of shifting will actually distract you from doing the more important pieces. So for some people, if you're bringing in three to 500 new customers per month, if you're bringing in five to 10,000 new subscribers every month, active campaign can open up some of these weird little cool automations that fire automation things that probably could bring you back another thousand dollars a month, which could pay for Dave at integratepro.com to do it for you. Mm. Then it makes sense. I just gave Dave two plugs here. He's really, really, really fantastic guy. Cool. Um, but he only works with people who are just crushing it, right? He works with big time businesses. Right. Um, live videos versus polished it, polished edited videos. I think you uh, can speak on this better than I can. So I, there's two ways of looking at it, right? Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, there is the boost in engagement that you get from YouTube on a live mm -hmm. that can absolutely help that video long-term. Um, they do have a premiere function, which allows you to build the engagement on a pre-recorded video when you kind of leverage that correctly. So for your audience, you got to think about your audience, Svaren. Um, like, what do they want? Uh, most of my videos are pre-recorded videos because I know that they're searching for how to find low difficulty, high search volume keywords. I know they're searching for that because keyword research data. So what am I going to do? I'm going to give them their answer as fast as I humanly possibly can in a very concise and really efficient manner. Right. Because they don't want to listen to me talk. They don't want that in that moment. So like, there's always going to be, you know, what's the right tool for the job. And it's like, well, what's the job, right? If you're trying to cut a hole in a wall, let's not go at it with a hammer and let's actually use right. a sawzall because a sawzall can do everything, but you could probably hammer it with a sawzall. Yeah. I, for me, like this live show is a new thing I'm doing. And so, uh, the reason I'm doing it is because I want to put on a legit show. Like I, Right. I, yeah, it's my version of a podcast where, yes, I can go and record a podcast, but I think if you're going to record something, it better be polished. Like it better be, um, and I, and I, you know, obviously you've, you're the, you're the person who, uh, has <laughs> completely sure destroyed that, 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 men that mentality. And, and that's, and that's great because it's like, I, as a, um, as somebody who is like, considers himself an artist and creative, like I can't. I have a problem doing that, right? I and that and the reason why I stopped doing the podcast was for the same reason, which was I'm not trying that hard at this. You know, like I am getting on a microphone, I am doing my thing, right? But I have nothing prepared. I have like I'm just talking about the thing I always like to talk about, and you can really see that when you like when you listen to a podcast that it's just a guy who like kind of threw together some questions and like jumped on and doesn't really care about the topic and whatever. And I think when people listen to listen money matters, like there's episodes where I'm just not bringing it. Like I'm just not there because I just have no interest in, in that topic. Um, and so with the lot, like, and then with podcasting in general, it's like, well, there's no discovery engine, maybe Spotify will come up maybe, you know, but like, I, I, and you see something like clubhouse starting, which is like, I, I don't really know much about it, but I I'm hearing that it could be a, I'm, I've heard rumors. I don't 
believe it, but I, I, I heard rumors it could be like a podcast killer and it's like, no, um, but iOS only, huh? It's iOS only. Like literally people like me who are like, non yeah, you're not. Yeah. IOS, I'm, it's just like, literally you're cutting out more than half of the world's marketplace right. from it. So um, I just think for me, it's like, this is my television show, right? This is the, yep. the live show that I'm putting on. Um, and I have a product to promote. And then I also do, I also want to do pre-recorded stuff. It's like you watch, you know, a late show. It's like my late show version of an, of a, you know, it's like, it's that, it's that thing. And some of those are, a lot of those are pre-recorded. Um, but since now that I have Ecamm and I have this little box and I can switch cameras and, and do all kinds of stuff like this and this and that we can go and look at uh, a website if we want to. So all of these like dinner over there while we're on a fucking call. No, we were, I I was, I'm doing another video where I'm going to break down that website. Cool. Cool. So like basically, um, this cool for the job, like the live, you, you're making a show. It's an, it, and there's magic in this moment. And people were like, yeah. like they, they don't, they they know they're like, they know we could drop bombs. We could say stupid things that a coup could happen while we're on like, like, and there's like this anticipation. Yeah. One other thing on live that popped into my head is I really think that if you do a live, do it every week at the same time, like you're that's doing, what we're doing. Yeah. People will show up. Right. And mm-hmm. so now what happens is you create this little group of people, your viewers who show up just like people show up for Ellen at three o'clock or whenever the hell she's on. People show up for that. And then the algorithm sees in six months, you're probably gonna have four or 500 people who just show up at this time ready. Yep. And the algorithm's like, wow, he's streaming to that many people. You'll get that much more discoverability that's the, on the platform. That's exactly the plan. It's to it's, it's yeah. treat it like a weekly TV show. It's like to treat it like, you know, a late show or, or whatever. Uh, and obviously, obviously, like this is my third show. So like, I mean, I've got some tricks up my sleeve, but there's more to come. Yeah. Uh, and, and with Paula's videos- yeah, and polished videos are what I'm doing at Brew Cabin, and it's like I'm working on one right now. You heard the RO song on Twitter, like, it, yeah, it was, it was like I'm, I'm, I'm. It's taken me months to to like make this video. It's gonna be epic, you know, and and it's probably gonna get me a speaking opportunity, you know, like again. So it's like there's, it's just, a, it's just I don't know. For me, it's just a different, um, you know, to be honest, like it was the brand. I think Money Lab, it just. This just fits for some reason, um, and the tools were right, and I could flex my creativity, and it just worked for me. As opposed to like, I didn't really see the edited a reason to create edited videos for this specific topic. You know, like uh, I don't, I don't need to do bits. I don't need to do like, and I, I just want to. I think you just need to get to the information, and I'm and with Money Lab, Money Lab's a real time website. Like you read posts, and they evolve like in real time, and so I feel like this just kind of was the natural progression progression of that. And the podcast was great and I love podcasting, but this to me is just way way more fun. And you're going to take the feed this MP3 and throw it on your podcast feed, right? I'm probably going to do it, but I don't know. I need that's a process I need to come it's up literally with. Literally 6 minutes. I have a video that shows the process. I made a yeah, video Yeah, I know how to do it. It's just it. It just pass You don't get to, to see VA. this stuff. Yeah, but that's fine. But some people want to I get know. the information while they're at the gym, while they're walking the dog, while they're commuting, and they have that's 17 true. kids, and their life is so freaking busy. And it's, again, do it for them, not for you. That's fine. I, I, I'm probably going to do it. Yes. Um, James. So, yeah, how do you... Uh, what are some cru- crucial, cr- critical questions you need to ask yourself so you can give back $100,000 of value to the world? 
how can I help, man? Like, who can I help? How can I help? These are the types of questions. And at some point, a lot of people are like, man, I don't know how I can help or who I can help. For me, I had tried like 13 businesses that failed, but I yeah. had made probably six or seven WordPress websites. And some of them worked, some of them didn't. I was like, well, I could help local businesses who have terrible websites build WordPress sites. And I started doing WordPress kind of consulting, not, not just done for you work on WordPress, yeah. $25 per hour. I was doing $25 per hour doing social media work, SEO work, WordPress development. Um, that was the way I could help because I was like, well, I know a little bit about WordPress. I know a tiny bit more than they do. So I'm going to go do that. And it's like, so I don't know, James, like, do you know how to play the guitar? Could you teach somebody the yeah, three basic chords? to? Get you got to ask blues? questions on what you're good at and what That's you it. would like to teach. Like, it's not about what other, I, for me, it's like, I don't care what other people want to learn. There are people who want to learn the things that I know how to do. But and what do I feel confident in doing? That's it. So uh, Dean Jackson has a question that um, I think it's Dean Jackson. Excuse me if I have the incorrect source. But if you were only able to get paid after you helped somebody get results, what results would you help them get? Right. If you were only able to get paid after you help them get results, what results would you help them get? And everyone in this world can help somebody with something. Um, we yeah. often don't see what our strengths are because there are strengths. We think that's normal for everyone right, right. Yeah, to be able that, to make rock and roll reverse osmosis songs. Yeah. And it's not. It's really unique to you. Yeah. Bingo. Okay, that's my unique thing. And sometimes asking other people, what's what's my unique thing? But like, I don't know. Do you know how to use iPads really well? You could help old people who just got their first iPad for Christmas, like learn the basics of iPads cool start there and just start helping so yeah. first is what can i help people with and then it's what medium is my medium for communicating that i tried blogging for a long time i hate editing um, i'm actually fair at writing and that's like my emails are they i do not really edit them mm -hmm. um but but they're clear they're concise they're stream of consciousness a blog post can't do that uh then i turned on the the video recorder and i was like oh i finally feel like i can efficiently communicate all this stuff that i've wanted to share with the world i found my medium right so what can i help people with websites traffic business and then how what's the medium and for me it was video right yeah i mean that's same for me Lo mismo. Huh? Lo mismo. The same. Sorry, Spanish. Oh, see, I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah, that's um, why I translated for you. Miles. Milesbeckler.com. Yeah. Tell, I mean, like, what else do I got to promote me. for you? Uh, we, we hang out on Twitter. I think everyone yeah. should join and get in touch with you and I both on Twitter. So I'm at Miles Beckler. Are you Matt Giovaneschi? Yep. Or are you Money Lab? I'm at mattjivanisi.com or dot com. Mattjivanisi. I S C I. The way I there. I tried to put an E in there. This may be how. This is how I do it. It's like Jiva J I V A. Your knee. Okay. Jiva knee C. Yeah. C. That's my phonetic spelling of it that I have on like Facebook. But um, yeah, I yeah Twitter. I I mean I follow 100 people. That is my that is my goal. I go no more than that. And if somebody pisses me off, I unfollow them and I go and find somebody better. And I keep testing new people and I keep my feed curated because obviously, oh, another trick that I have is I use ad blocker on Chrome yeah. to remove the explore tab. Oh, cool. Now, and the sidebar that shows you like the, the most recent stuff. So when yeah. I go on Twitter on my computer. I have zero distractions but to just like engage with my feed and write my yep. tweets.
That's all. Yeah. And so I mentioned Twitter because like, I'm a real person there. You're a real I'm person a real per- there. Yeah, like, right. Marketing robots happen on Facebook and other places. Yeah. Um, but you, you just search my name. I'm the only Miles Beckler in the world. Uh, my last name has an L in the middle of it. And yes. yeah, you can just search my name. I'm on all platforms, but I, I really connect with people and banter back and forth and have a good time on Twitter. Like yesterday when I shared the story of getting bit by a pig. Cause I was going to write, I was, I was going to write, man, cops are the worst, but I was like, <laughs> that's not funny now. I think it is. I like it. Um, <laughs> No, this is my, my rural life experience. I've, um, I'm not composting because it's so cold outside mm-hmm. and my neighbors have pigs. And I was like, yo, can I bring my my food waste? I don't like throwing away food waste. And I'm like, can I yeah. just bring it down to your pig? And they're like, yeah, totally. Just throw it over. I was like, all right. So I show up and the pig like puts its snout through the fence. And I'm like, my my script that runs is like pet dog. So I'm like, <laughs> I pull my hand out of my glove because it's freezing. And I put my hand out so I can sniff my hand and pigs think everything is food because right. they're pigs right. and it bit my hand and didn't break the skin or anything but it was like the fucking that piece of bacon just bit me um and all of that happened on twitter and then random banter from people in australia so it that. literally bit the hand that feeds you it did this and you know what it's gonna pay for that it's gonna be bacon within four to six oh weeks. shit i'm not gonna eat it it's <laughs> the neighbor's bacon i'm just contributing healthy right. organic food to fatten it up but that's, um that's good that's a good move um random yeah dude thanks for doing this man i appreciate it appreciate you and i appreciate everyone who's listened to the end if you made it to the end let us know in the comments below the video let us know in the comments of the podcast you're one of the one percent most people start stuff and they don't follow through and if you made it this far you're one of those who can make it as far as we have in business you just have to keep following through it's key to everything there you go all right thanks bye bye I should have made a song for that.